Welcome to the One for the Money podcast. I'm your host, Johnny West. I'm a certified financial planner, and here I will teach you the tips, tricks, and strategies I use to help others retire early. This is the easy button when it comes to early retirement. Everything you want or need to know is right here. I'm so glad you join us on the show. Welcome to episode 31 of the One for the Money podcast. I am very grateful you've taken the time to listen. Every once in a while, Congress makes changes to your retirement. At the end of 2022, they made some significant changes that I'll make you aware of in today's episode. In the tips, tricks, and strategies portion, I will share a tip on how to reduce your taxes in retirement. Thank you for listening. Now on with the show. Just over three years ago, in December 2019, Congress passed into law the Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement Act, known as the SECURE Act for short. Congress really loves their acronyms when it comes to naming new laws. And in December of 2022, they passed SECURE Act 2.0. It's important I highlight the 2019 rule before I speak on its follow-up version. Now, the 2019 law brought massive changes to retirement planning. The most notable was the death of the stretch IRA. What exactly is the stretch IRA, you may be asking? Well, that was an estate planning strategy where your child would inherit your not yet taxed retirement account and distribute it over their entire lifetime, giving them a significant tax savings. For example, let's say your daughter inherits your $1 million IRA when she turns 50. She could spread out the distribution she is required to take each year for the rest of her life. If she lived another 40 years, she could greatly reduce the taxes she would have to pay on those smaller amounts each year she was required to take. However, in 2019, they now require a non-spouse, a daughter or son would be an example of that, to take those distributions in just 10 years they will now pay significantly more in taxes because they have to distribute much larger amounts over a shorter time period. In accordance with the latest IRS rules, you wouldn't have to take a certain amount out each year, but it all has to be out in 10 years. Beneficiaries will be paying way more in taxes than they were before the 2019 SECURE Act. If you think about it, it's a smart strategy to tax people that inherit the money. No one feels sorry for them. With the SECURE Act 2.0 passed in December of 2022, we didn't get anything quite as drastic as eliminating the stretch IRA, but there are some other significant changes to be aware of. One of the other major changes from the original SECURE Act in 2019 was raising the age for required minimum distributions from age 70 and a half to 72. Now, what exactly is an RMD? RMD is a required minimum distribution. Now, when you contributed money to a pre-tax retirement account, such as a 401k or a 403b or an IRA, you don't pay taxes on that money. Instead, you have elected to pay taxes when you take the money out in your retirement, when you are hoping your income and tax rate will be lower. Just to be clear, when you have a pre-tax retirement account, not all of it is yours. 
Some is yours and some is the government's. How much of that depends upon the planning you do. But since you haven't paid taxes on this money, Congress forces you to take money out each year starting at a certain age. Something we do for our clients when they reach that age, we always help them satisfy their required minimum distributions. Now, in 2019, Congress raised the age you're required to take the money out from age 70 and a half, which is an odd start date to begin with, to 72 years of age. One of the reasons being is that more people are working longer because they didn't save up enough for retirement. And so they didn't want to force people to have to take money out while they're contributing at the same time. Well, the new act called Secure 2.0, Congress pushed out the RMD required dates even further. For those of you born between 1951 and 1959, you are required to start taking money out at 73 years of age. And for those of you born in 1960 or later, you can wait until age 75 until you have to start taking distribution. That's a really good thing because it allows your money to grow longer without being taxed. Now, some might be thinking, I just won't take my RMDs. Well, the IRS will penalize you, but that penalty was reduced in Secure 2.0. The penalty for a missed RMD or distributing too little used to be 50%. So if you were required to take out 10000 and you didn't take out any, then Congress or the IRS would charge you $5,000 for not taking that amount. But now it was lowered to 25%, and if the mistake is corrected in a timely manner, the penalty is reduced to just 10%. Now, Secure 2.0 also made some significant number of Roth-related changes. One that I think is really great is that you can now have a Roth version of a SEP IRA and a simple IRA. These were previously only available via a 401k in employer plans. The new act also allows employers to make matching contributions to the Roth side of the retirement plan instead of just the pre-tax portion, although participants will be subject to income tax on such contributions from their employer. I've saved one of the best changes for last. In Secure 2.0, it has made it possible to transfer funds from a college savings account, also known as a 529, to a Roth IRA for the beneficiary. You can start doing this in 2024, but there are a number of conditions that must be satisfied for the transfer to be valid and that limit the ability to take advantage or abuse the provision. Now, these are the conditions. The Roth IRA receiving the funds must be in the name of the beneficiary of the 529 plan. For example, my oldest son, Lucas, has a 529 plan. If I opened up a Roth IRA for him where we could transfer the funds from the 529, it has to be in his name. So Lucas's 529 has to be transferred to Lucas's Roth IRA. The 529 plan must have been maintained for 15 years or longer. Well, Lucas, we started his around age two or one, and he's now 14, so we're getting close to that. Also, any contributions to the 529 plan within the last five years and earnings on those contributions are ineligible to be moved to a Roth IRA. Now, the annual limit for how much you can move to a 529 plan for a Roth IRA from the 529 is whatever your limit is for a Roth IRA that year. Right now, it's $6,000 per year. Now, if Lucas earned $3,000 and contributed that to his Roth IRA, 
he would only be able to transfer another $3,000 of his 529 to meet the $6,000 limit. Finally, the maximum amount that you can be moved to a 529 plan to a Roth IRA during an individual's lifetime is $35,000. Now, for higher net worth families, this new strategy could be used to prime the retirement pump for children, grandchildren, and other loved ones. For example, at the time a child is born, a meaningful contribution could be made to a 529 plan for their benefit. Later, after the child turns 16 and the account has been in existence for over 15 years, the account's funds could begin to be moved to a Roth IRA for the child's benefit in the amount of the maximum IRA contribution amount for each year. Although notably, the transfer rules require that the child have compensation, such as from a summer or part-time job, in order to make the transfer, such as would be required for them to make a regular Roth IRA contribution. With proper planning and continued annual transfers until the $35,000 lifetime transfer limit is reached. But the child's Roth IRA balance at age 65 could easily approach or even exceed $1 million dollars all tax-free. That's the power of this new rule. What the Secure 2.0 Act demonstrates so well is that retirement landscape is subject to change, and it's imperative that your financial plan takes advantage of these changes because there are always winners and losers when Congress makes changes. And for savvy enough planners, they can adjust to help ensure they end up on the winning side more often. Well, thank you again for listening. I hope you found this helpful. Now on to the tips, tricks, and strategies portion of the podcast. Welcome to today's tips, tricks, and strategies portion of the podcast, where I'll share a tip on how to lower the required minimum distributions that you are required to take and by result, lower the taxes that you would have to pay. As a reminder, a required minimum distribution is the amount of money that you must take out from your pre-tax retirement accounts once you reach a certain age. Now, many forget that their pre-tax retirement account is co-owned with Uncle Sam and he wants his slice. For that reason, Uncle Sam requires you to take out a certain amount each year so you can pay him his share in taxes. Each year you get older, Uncle Sam requires you to take out more. According to the latest IRS RMD distribution tables, at age 75, you have to take out just over 4% of your account. At age 80, it increases to nearly 5%. At age 85, it increases to over 6%. And at age 90, you have to take out 8.25% of your account. Now, for some super savers who have a huge IRA, that can cause a significant tax problem in retirement. If you have a $2 million IRA at age 75, you would have to take out over $81,000. As I shared in episode 24 entitled, Too Much Money and Too Few Memories, I explained that nearly six in seven retirees not only don't spend down their money, but instead, they only spend their earnings on their portfolio, meaning they end retirement with just as much money as they started with. It's been called the decumulation paradox. I also shared that under typical retirement distribution rates, that there's a 66% chance a retiree would end up with twice as much money that they started with. 
And because the amount you are required to take out in retirement increases along with your account balance, your tax bill keeps climbing. So just how can you reduce your taxes? By paying your taxes before you have to take your RMD. This can be done via Roth contributions and Roth conversions. Remember, with retirement accounts, you have to pay taxes once. You just decide when. Typically, Roth IRAs and 401ks make the most sense when you are in a lower tax bracket than you think you'll be in retirement. With Roth conversions, you convert portions of your pre-tax IRA or 401k to a Roth IRA. You transfer money from your pre-tax IRA to your Roth and pay taxes now. A great time to complete some Roth conversions is during a mini retirement, as I shared in episode 26. Or another great time is between retirement and when you have to begin your RMDs, provided you don't need to access your pre-tax accounts for income. Now, by converting over a number of years, you can shift a decent amount of money from your not-yet-taxed accounts to your never-again-taxed Roth accounts. This will lower your RMDs because Roths don't require them. What happens if you don't plan? Well, a lot of money will go to your beneficiaries and they will pay way more in taxes because they now have to take out the money in just 10 years time. There are still other ways to lower your taxes with RMDs, such as a qualified charitable distribution, but that strategy deserves its own episode. There are a number of different strategies to consider to lower the taxes you have to pay. As I've heard it said, Everyone has to pay taxes, but no one said you have to leave a tip. I hope you found this episode helpful. And remember, a better life is a result of better planning. And finally, if you found this helpful, I'd love for you to give it a review in your podcast player. Thank you so much. Have a great one. Thank you for listening. And until next time, remember that no one builds wealth by accident. If you want to learn more about how to build wealth to retire early, head on over to my website at betterplanningbetterlife.com. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. There is no assurance that the techniques and strategies discussed are suitable for all investors or will yield positive outcomes. The purchase of certain securities may be required to affect some of the strategies. Investing involves risks, including possible loss of principal. Economic forecasts set forth may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Individual tax and legal matters should be discussed with your tax or legal professional. Johnny West is a registered representative with and securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC.